Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Tyler Inslee, 10 years of career and volunteer experience, currently a rescue captain at Hollywood VFD in St. Mary's County, Maryland, and a backstep firefighter on Rescue 109 in Arlington County Fire Department in Virginia. Tyler is fortunate and is able to see and experience working hand-in-hand with his dad following the same footprint bestowed upon him. When asked between engine work, truck work, and squad work, which he loves more, his answer was a humbling response of, whichever would take me to a fire. With that, I present Mr. Tyler Inslee. Good morning. My name is Tyler Inslee. I uh, live in Hollywood, Maryland, and I am a volunteer at Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department, uh, and I work for Arlington County Fire Department in Arlington County, Virginia, and the reason I got into the fire service was actually kind of a um, it's kind of a path that was already paved for me. Um, my father and uh, my family has a history in the fire department. My my dad actually he retired as a uh, battalion chief in Arlington County, and has been a chief officer and member at Hollywood for as long as I've been alive. So really, uh, truthfully, it's it's all I know. Um, so that's how, that's how I got into the fire department. Okay. I like that, man. I mean, you, you're pretty much following suit Hollywood and Arlington at the same yes, time. Sir. Awesome. Um, have you been ever, or have you been able to work alongside your dad on, I did. on calls? Um, uh, very, very many times. Um, so obviously at Hollywood, uh, we're hundred percent volunteer, um, Currently, he holds the rank of safety officer, and I'm a captain, um, but we run a lot of the same calls, um, fires, extrications, just any call in general. Um, and then when I got hired in Arlington in 2017, he was still he was still working, um, and he was actually, he couldn't be my battalion chief, but he was on the same shift as me, and he was the north side battalion chief um, when I started working. We worked together for about two years and then before he retired. Okay. No, that's cool, man. I like that. I like that. That's, that's awesome to, to be able to work alongside your dad and just have your dad uh, there for you. That allowed you to be brought up around that, the fire service, man. Absolutely. It's a, it's been a great, it was been a great experience. I still call him every day and bounce things off of him and stuff like that. Now it's actually come, come full circle my my younger brother is uh is 17 and he's a member of hollywood now so now it's kind of passing things on to him that that i've learned and just kind of completing the completing the circle awesome awesome i like it i like it man uh for those that don't know can you talk about uh hollywood vfd first okay um, so Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department is located in St. Mary's County, Maryland. It is the pretty much the bottom of the state on the uh, on the western shore. Um, there are I may be wrong, eight firehouses in St. Mary's County. Um, they're all volunteer. Um, 
Only thing we have is career EMS. And I, I apologize if your tone's in the background. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, there is a, we have no career fire department here. Um, but Hollywood specifically, it is a, it's an incredibly diverse group of people. Um, we have members that are at the youngest at cadet age that are not interior firefighters at age 12 that just come there on their cadet night to learn and to take it all in all the way to our, our charter members who have over 60 plus years in the department. Um, we run anywhere between um, 700 and a thousand runs a year. Um, no EMS. Um, we operate two engine companies, uh, a pumper tanker, um, a heavy rescue squad and a tiller truck and brush units. Okay. And, uh, me being a fire nerd, I can definitely say Hollywood. Well, not, not just Hollywood. A lot of the St. Mary's County departments, you guys have definitely instilled pride in your hose beds. Absolutely. Your trucks, the way you guys operate on fire ground, the tempo. Um, how was that foundation laid down to you? Like, how do you continue that? Because I I also see it translates into Arlington. I'm not sure if there's a bunch of St. Mary's guys uh, that, are, some, yep. that are in Arlington, but you could just tell, like, it goes from department to department. Yep. So the – so uh... – the best way that I can that I can put it, and so it actually it actually opened my eyes quite a bit when I I traveled to FDIC last year. Um, the East Coast fire departments are very tight and specific type of fire departments. They operate very very differently than the Midwest and the West Coast. Um, so I think the culture kind of comes comes from from there. Uh, maybe from some of the more traditional big fire departments, you know, DC, FDNY, stuff like that. But we're lucky in St. Mary's County and Hollywood specifically that a majority of our riding membership um, are career firemen elsewhere um, in the DC uh, metro area, whether it be Prince George's County, Northern Virginia, DC. Um, stuff like that. So we are constantly getting information and tactics and all kinds of traits basically from everywhere. And through the course of my time here and before before me, we've been able to just pick the best qualities and traits from everybody's ideas and input and kind of make it our own and make us successful. But I think the the mindset just comes from I don't know, just it has come from something before me where mm -hmm. you just want to perform, you want to be aggressive, you want to be smart, and you just want to be the the leaders of whatever whatever county or area you're in. Um, I think that's the best way that I can put it, if that even makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I I, I, I totally get it. Um, are the chiefs also career firemen? Yes. Um, two, uh, our fire chief is uh, a Prince George's County fireman. And our deputy chief is a DC technician at truck four. Um, and our assistant chief is actually a, um, he retired from DC and is now a sheriff's deputy in Calvert County. Okay. Okay. So I can, like I said, I can see from top bottom and that, that culture, that pride within just yep. shows 
uh, within your department, man. So that's 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 awesome. Um, for those that don't know, can you tell us a little about Arlington County? Because I don't know much. So Arlington County is a very very densely populated area. Uh, it's twenty six square miles. We operate uh, nine engine companies, um, two ladder trucks, a tower ladder, and two heavy rescue squads. And based on the day, an assortment of different transport units, um, just including the peak time units and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, everywhere is has progressively gotten busier in Arlington County. There's really not a whole lot of slow stations or slow units anymore okay um station nine where i'm assigned the the engine company runs um just under four thousand runs a year um and the rescue squad is probably i haven't seen the number yet for this year but um probably just under two thousand runs a year um arlington is a it's a unique unique place we have so much uh so much stuff around us you know we have dc uh in arlington we have the pentagon we have big memorials like the air force memorial the iwo jima memorial so we're constantly getting an influx of people from all over the place um and the areas that the county serves uh are very very drastically different from each other um, there are some incredible, incredibly beautiful areas, mm-hmm. um, multi-million dollar McMansion homes. Um, and then it goes down to places that you don't want to walk alone at night. Um, so it's just very, very different. Uh, if you within 26 square miles is the, it's a wild difference, but, um, and how the, the population is. Okay. Um, now with nine stations, what's the minimum staffing on each on each apparatus? Four, four, four across. Okay, four wow, yep. nice, nice. Okay, and uh, are your personnel EMTs or paramedics? Uh, both. Um, every every engine company in Arlington County is a paramedic engine company, um, and the and everybody else that goes through recruit school is an EMT. Okay. Okay. Is it required for promotion that you have to be a paramedic? It is not. It is not. Nice. Okay. Okay. And um, are you allowed to skip steps or like, can you, like, so can you go from firefighter to lieutenant or captain or do you have to go through each rank? So you have to go through, so you start uh, obviously as a recruit um, and then you do your probationary period. um, And the only step that we have in between uh, firefighter and lieutenant is either a firefighter paramedic, which is just a pay raise, but you maintain the same, same rank. Um, and then our fire marshals are also can also be firefighters. Um, and that's just a step in your pay, but you go straight from uh, firefighter to lieutenant on the, on the floor. Okay. Uh, and do you have driving positions? We do not. Um, oh, so we actually, we actually okay. do not have, um, paid driving positions or technicians. Uh, we are working towards that. The union is working towards that. Um, so it's ultimately up to the, the station officer, um, on that shift of who their, their driver is going to be. Um, they can do a rotation if they want to, or a lot of times what happens is they just set permanent drivers and, 
that's just your your spot. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and um, with you being on 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 the on the on the rescue squad, um, do you guys run everything, or do you? Because like some some areas, some jurisdictions, the rescue truck is is an important piece, so they try not to tie them up on like medicals or like how does that work in Arlington? So. Uh, the rescues and the trucks all basically run the, the same types of incidents. Um, they will run. So on a fire alarm, we get one engine, one special. doesn't matter whether it's residential, commercial, or high rise gets an engine and a special. Um, gas leaks get two and one. So two engines and a special. Um, stuck elevators, same thing, get one and one. So one engine, one special. Uh, they don't usually run uh, EMS calls unless it is the absolute closest unit to to a call. Okay, okay. And I'm assuming uh, each apparatus has, uh, uh, I don't know, I call them trackers. Like, so you said like your your dispatch center will, will yep. pick the closest unit? Yep, so we have uh, AVL, uh, okay. automatic vehicle locator, I believe is the technical term for it. Um, and so that's how we, that's how every run is, is dispatched. Not, uh, not based upon your first due box area. It's based on the closest units. Okay. All right. And my next question is going to lead to, what do you get on a, on a, on a structural box? So on a residential, um, on a residential box alarm, you get four engine companies, two ladder trucks and a heavy rescue squad, um, two battalion chiefs a ems supervisor and a transport unit um unless it's a high rise and then it gets a fifth engine company okay okay and um do, do y'all do pdas what i call predetermined assignments like if you arrive second due is that is that second due's function always that yep we we do and we're very we're very uh strict about that um we're not we're not really allowed to jump positions or uh, change your running assignment unless it's, uh, I believe the term is if you can make a difference. Okay. Uh, so usually if you're, if you're pulling up, if you're fourth due on the box and you're pulling up the same time as third due, you're staying fourth due. Um, even if you pull in the block ahead of them, your, your assignment is staying the same and you're the, um, the battalion chiefs are usually not going to let you change your assignment. Yeah. All right. Understood. I like it. Uh, and I'm assuming, of course, I'm pretty sure you're going to say yes. Writing assignments, of course, right? On, yep. on each apparatus. Yep. Writing assignments, uh, engine companies, driver, officer, lineman, um, and layout. Uh, usually the driver will, will lay out. We've just found that it's faster for the driver to lay it out. Is. Mm -hmm. the layout man. Mm -hmm. um, so the layout man is normally just the, the backup man. They'll either run the second rack on a high rise or back up the, the nozzle man. Okay. And uh, are your trucks true trucks? Yes and no. It's a very contentious topic. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, so they run as true trucks, um, but the way our apparatus replacement cycle is, so we get new fire trucks every seven years. Nice. Uh, so our ladder trucks, they do have a pump and a tank on them, but they are small auxiliary pumps with a 250 gallon tank on it and just a front front jump line and the bumper okay. um, and but they're they're not supposed to be pulled um, unless it's extenuating circumstances 
or something like that. So they run as true trucks. They don't run as the Quint concept, um, but they do have water on them for resale value. Okay. Okay. No, that's cool. I mean, like I said, I always like like talking shop to other guys, you know, hearing how departments do it. Um, I love the fact that you guys do that seven-year replacement, especially how nowadays uh, – I was at work yesterday, and we found out uh, an engine that we're getting ready to order. They were saying lead time's four years. Yeah, it's it's insane. Uh, we ordered – at Hollywood, we ordered a, a pumper um, almost two years ago now, and we won't get it until – probably fall of 2024. Wow. Okay. Um, so let's go jump right into leadership. Okay. Uh, the, the leadership topic um, with your dad, I'm sure with your dad being a fireman and you were able to see him operate, continue to see him operate. And just by the way, I know Hollywood operates and how Arlington operates and how you've mentioned your membership is full of guys and gals on hard charging departments that are doing what's expected. So with you now coming in this role, what does leadership mean to you? So the biggest thing about leadership for me is, um, is keeping people engaged. So you get the, the end result and you achieve the the mission of the department. Um, and, and I'll use an example. In St. Mary's County, um, we're not super busy, so the the thrill of running a bunch of calls isn't there necessarily for people. You could go, we could run five calls in a day, or we could run no calls in a day, um, but you still need to have people there, people available, people that are engaged, that are ready to do whatever is necessary at, at a moment's notice, um, and I think that comes back to, to the guys that are in leadership positions. Um, I think, I think keeping people engaged is one of the biggest parts of leadership, um, that is often, it's often missed or overlooked. Um, it's a whole lot more. It means more to me than just giving out orders on a fire ground. It's, it's all the other little stuff that, that, uh, that makes the department keep progressing forward. Okay. Um, with you guys being true volunteer, uh, is it are you still operating where if nobody's at the station, your dispatch drops your tones, uh, the men and women are driving POV to the station to get the truck, or do you have every once in a while guys that'll kind of just staff the station for you? So we're we're actually very lucky. Um, and as I mentioned before, we have a lot of career guys uh, that are from other places. Uh, and so with we we work very hard um, amongst the officers and some of the other members to coordinate our staffing ahead of time. Uh, so normally, like I believe, like right now I'm at the firehouse, we have we have two crews uh, with drivers sitting sitting at the firehouse. Um, but we do still utilize home response uh, for people. So we have five minutes to get out from the time of dispatch um, before you're challenged and replaced. Um, and there are times there's no, I have no shame in it and there's no line about it. We rely on home response because it, um, it gets the rig on the street. And so those couple of times a month where all the career guys shift, just fall on the same day. We, we rely on those home response guys to, to get the piece on the street. And we're, we're very lucky that 
are guys and gals that are that are members that are not career firefighters other places they're they're just as sharp like there's no there's no downward trend if if you don't have the career guys riding the fire truck we're very lucky that we have good people that are in all different professions so we rely on home response very heavily um okay. along with staffing in the station to to get the rigs on the street okay um that that term you use so when your dispatch center drops your tones, you said they allow you five minutes to hear if they can get an apparatus out. If not, what is that called that you said? And what does that mean? They challenge you and then they replace you. So if they, so for example, if they put out a, a box alarm and we're dispatched for engine seven and truck seven, um, the engine marks up right away because we have a crew in the firehouse, but the ladder truck is waiting on a driver, so to speak. At five minutes, they'll response check you and say any response from truck seven. And then if you don't get out, then they replace you with the next closest ladder truck. Oh, okay. 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 So, which I should ask that question too. So in St. Mary's County, I'm assuming if you have a box in, in Hollywood's first due, you probably get all your apparatus and then no, actually, so the way the way that our uh, our county and CAD is set up, um, each company is only due for two pieces out of their firehouse. Um, so on a first due box arm, you're due for the engine and the ladder truck first, if you have a ladder truck in your station, um, or if it's a non-hydrant area uh, and you do not have a ladder truck, you are due for the engine and tanker or a pumper tank or whatever you have in your, in your station. Okay. So okay. you're only required to get two pieces on the street that are up and staffed. But if you obviously like we have home response people that come. Um, so if it's your first due, you can run whatever you want. Okay. I got you. I got you. And uh, how many other mutual aid departments do you get on a box or is it? It all just depends on, uh, what units are pulled and what units are either on a call or out of service. Um, I would say anywhere, probably a box alarm probably on average gets four to five departments. Okay. Okay. All right. That's, that's what I was trying to figure out. And I'm assuming, so like right now you said your station, you have two crews. I'm assuming when you're, when your personnel get there, do you make a phone call to your dispatch center to go, Hey, this is staffed and this is staffed or no it all uh the the staffing level in the in our cad system remains at two crews uh at all times unless you uh call and drop it down to one crew okay okay and so that's um, why, that's why we we try so hard to coordinate our staffing uh ahead of time through all different kinds of means we use a a very large um group chat through the app group me mm -hmm. um, we have the departmental members only facebook page uh we can send out text pages through active 911 mm -hmm. um, so we're normally trying to plan this days in advance of who's going to be around and trying to project days that are going to be that are going to be light on staffing so we can really try to have those people that will come from home be like, Hey, we really need you to listen up today for runs. Cause we're going to need you for the second piece. Okay. Um, do you forever, do you, well, number one, it, it's 2023. I'm about to be 2024. And it's amazing that 
you guys in that in that area, the the region, are still utilizing true volunteers without part time staff. Do you ever see St. Mary's County having to shift due to call volumes rising in the area to like, hey, we might need to go to, to a part-time model staff? So at some point, yes. Um, in the very near future, no. Um, we, in St. Mary's County, the biggest issue that we had was with EMS. And aside from one department, all fire and EMS are separate, completely separate. They're in another building. Um, so within the last five years, we have gotten uh, career EMS personnel. Um, and that was dictated upon the uh, failure to respond on calls from the EMS companies. They're, their volunteers really dwindled down. Um, and so then the county stepped in and provided staffing. Um, but the fire departments, for the most part, do pretty good with uh, – with getting rigs out and getting rigs on the street. It's still, it's, it's a constant uphill battle with staffing. I feel like mm -hmm. everywhere you go, mm -hmm. um, but the, but the fire departments do pretty well. So I don't think you will see uh career fire department personnel within the next five to seven years here. Okay. Okay. I mean, as like I said, you, you guys are definitely doing something right uh, in, in a time where volunteerism is declining hundred percent for sure. So, uh, that's, that's definitely a testament to, uh, to, to, to the, uh, DMV Maryland region, um, that you're still, uh, having really good success with volunteers. Um, your recruitment and retention to me as an outsider, if, if I didn't know anything about your area, all I'd have to do is go on YouTube and look at your year end review videos, all of St. Mary's year end review videos. To me, that is one major contribution to getting recruitment and retention because, I mean, your year-end video show, uh, the way you guys run calls, the type of calls that you run, the fire duty that you get, all that, to me, makes – puts a it, – it puts a – it puts Hollywood VFD uh, – Bay District uh, and and many others out on the map. So, besides that, what else are you guys doing to to keep the the influx of volunteers coming in? So, I think uh, I think social media is is a great tool that we use. Um, like you said, our our yearly video, um, we are constantly putting out recruitment posts on Facebook, Instagram, um, tools like that. And truthfully, I think our our mindset behind it is with our with our people is we never have enough. Um, obviously, we get the mission done and we could have 500 members and it would it wouldn't be enough. Um, so we're constantly trying to, to pull and to try and get people to join and give them through the classes and people that have experience. Um, maybe it might even be a, a somebody that's retired from a fire department that lives in the first do, Hey, come on out, man, come, come drive and come hang out during the day. You're, if you're off, um, it's creating that environment that, that people want to be around, um, and they want to have fun and they want to enjoy it and they want to do something good. Um, but that's, that's pretty much what we do. And we just always have the mindset that, that it's never enough. Um, and we're just constantly pushing to, to get more people in and get more people 
turned over to ride and um at the same time making sure that it's the quality of people that we want um and that we're getting them to the level that we think that they should be at but um it's a constant it's a constant process you can't ever let off the uh let off the gas pedal when it comes to to getting people and so that's just the the mentality that we have and it seems to work for us so far okay um, about how many active members would you say you have at, at uh, Hollywood? So we have uh, counting gear racks of riding members. We have over 100, 100 members um, that are classified as active members. I would say we probably have about 40 uh, really heavy hitters um, that are that are here day in, day out, um, based on their schedules and really running calls probably about 40 out of those out of those 100. Okay. That's 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 really good. I'll say that. That's really good to have. Yeah, we're 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 very thankful for for where we're at and for for what each of our members contribute. Um and so that's kind of that's the that's the mindset that we have and that's what works. Okay. Um what does the term aggressive mean to you? And I only ask because if, if anybody, if anyone's ever seen not just Hollywood's videos, like I said, Bay District, any surrounding uh, area, volunteer fire department, you you guys, you, you guys definitely see a good amount of fire duty. So the term aggressive, um, what does that mean to you? Because it it it, it comes with a a negative connotation sometimes. Absolutely. Um, so to me, being aggressive means that you are moving with a purpose. Um, you are, um, you're achieving your objectives, um, quickly and efficiently. Um, and also you're being, you're being smart about what you're doing. Um, it's, it's no secret, uh, that, uh, being aggressive is, is also a mindset, um, to things. And it's all about the, the culture that is, um, that is created within each department. Um, so I think it's just, you have to want to constantly be better than the next guy, right? Like we all have uh, a mission and an, and an obligation to bring people up to the standard that are around us. Um, but at the same time, uh, everybody should always, they should, you should want to be better than the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be, want to be better than the guy that's, that's beside you. Um, and so when everybody has that mentality of, I want to be better than this guy, or I want to be better than this guy, um, it just, it creates that healthy competition and collectively brings everybody, everybody up and everybody higher. And, and I'm assuming it, it's probably going to be safe to say, that that's the same mentality that you have at Arlington, correct? Uh, it is. It's it's a little different um, as as things as things change and I say the culture of the world changes. Um, career departments move in different directions faster than an area like St. Mary's County. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can kind of get away with more of the old school fireman mentality down here. Um, versus in Arlington, there's a lot more policies, procedures, uh, rules, so to speak. Um, and they're there for good reason as, as any policy or reason mm-hmm. is. Um, but I guess the, 
best way to put it is we can still we can still get away with some of the old school stuff uh, down here just because there's no there's no uh, career fire department down okay. here. Okay. Okay. I, I I totally get I totally get where you're coming from. Um. Uh. Man, I had a question. I hate when that happens. Uh. Oh, got it. So, um, you're the rescue squad captain at at Hollywood, and you're also on a rescue company in Arlington. Has that always been? what you want to do or like, so pretty much what's your favorite position within the fire service? Is it, did you like truck work? Do you like engine work or do you like squad work? So this is a, this is a very generic answer. I like whatever fire truck is going to take me to a fire. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I like to, I like to think that I'm, that I'm pretty good at, at all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the challenges that the, that some of the calls that the rescue squad provides. Um, I like tillering and driving the ladder truck uh, and I love running a hand line. Um, so I, I truly just the way that I am, I don't, I truly don't think that I have a favorite, favorite part of it. And okay. That sounds probably super cliche, but that's just, it's, it's truth. I, I just love it all. No, no, I'm, I, I get it. I get it. Cause uh, b- beforehand, before we started, you mentioned you were on, um, uh, the wagon in Arlington running. I mean, you, you, you were the wagon driver running all sorts of calls and, and now you've gotten on, on the, on the rescue squad. Um, what would you say a a goal of yours would be at Arlington? Like, where would you like to end up? So I, I think where I want to end up is, uh, ultimately one day I would like to be a battalion chief. Okay. Um, just because I've, so I really saw with my dad, he, he went all the way up to acting assistant chief of the department at one point. Um, he was a deputy chief and then was the acting assistant chief. And when he got into his last three years, he actually took a demotion back to battalion chief so he could be on the floor with the guys and be running calls again and stuff like that. And I, I think that that's, that's really where, where I kind of want to land long-term. Okay. All right, cool, cool deal. Um, uh, next topic of wellness and truly being there for one another. I can say on a like I can say on a personal note, being from the East Coast, being on an East Coast fire department, uh, the the brotherhood is definitely strong, and it's not throwing shade to any other part of the nation, but. I know it because I, I've seen it from uh, county parades to uh, East Coast Department functions, uh, whatever we need to do to raise money for whatever drive or whatever we're trying to get. Uh, what does that re- what, what does wellness and being there mean for you? So <clears throat> uh, it actually it means a lot to me specifically in the core group of guys that I'm around a lot. Um, back in June, we experienced a line of duty death on a house fire we were operating on. Um, and it was one of our best friends that passed away. So it's been, it's been really, it's been really tough um, in the months following that. But truthfully, I think the only thing that makes it manageable and, kind of makes it okay is 
is the guys around you. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, to me, like we were already best friends before the call. And then now it's just like even more of just, we call each other every single day, talk to each other every single day. Um, and so that's, that's what it means to me, you know, even at the low points and even when you have high points or achievements, uh, it's important to, to be there for those things, you know, that was one of our lowest points. And then just a couple of days ago, one of our guys graduated DC's Academy and we were all there. We took off work. We were all there for it. So um, it doesn't matter whether it's a bad day or a good day. Um, you got to be there for each other, be involved in each other's lives. Um, and that's where that bond and, and brother or sisterhood comes from. Um, is just truly being there and being involved with each other's lives because, um, yeah, I, I think that's no, you know, I, I, I get it, I 100% get it. Um, uh, I understand what you're saying because that's that that's one thing that's one thing about brotherhood, it's not always and it's not only the time to be there is when times are good. Uh, it's truly seeing you will truly see the brotherhood when times are bad, when things yeah, get tough. Absolutely. When you look over to your shoulder to make sure you're not alone and you have your brothers that say that, hey man, we got you, that they're there yeah. for you. Um, so I, I totally, totally understand your sentiments on that 100 percent 100 percent That's that's uh that's really what it means to me about being there for each other. And I think that the the wellness part of it. Um, when, when something, when something like that happens, um, you have to, that, that group, um, or that the people that share that bond, they have to be able to, um, have those hard conversations with each other if needed, um, to be like, Hey man, get your head out of your ass. Like, what are you doing? Like this, this sucks for all of us right now, but you do not want to go down this road. Like, we're not going to let you go down this road. Um, and pulling people out of those slumps um, in any situation. It doesn't have to be because of uh, like a line of duty death or anything like that. It could be any anything at all. You know, you just got to be there to pull them out of a slump um, and get each other back on track. And that's kind of what the wellness part of that topic means to me is just um, because if, if one person's falling down, you got to pick them back up because the mission is the most important thing. Um, and you just got to be all operating on all cylinders, uh, to complete the mission. So, and that's what makes it fun is when everybody's, everybody's top notch and squared away and can do what they need to do. Definitely. Definitely. hundred percent. Okay. Um, how, uh, another question I wanted to ask, how does Hollywood maintain the level of training? Like, I know a good majority of your members are um, career members, but for, for 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 the members that are truly volunteers, how do you guys conduct realistic training? And I'm not sure what your budget is, but um, you know the budgets are usually the the least amount of money funded in any department, whether it's volunteer or career. For some reason, the budget the budget's always low. The training yeah. budget is. So, what do you guys do uh, for your volunteers and even for your career members? Because it's 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 a one thing where you have like if you have a DC guy working with an Arlington guy working with a Virginia guy, everybody operates differently. So what do you do to uh to bring realistic training into Hollywood? 
so luckily we excuse me um specifically at hollywood um we we get our money from the county um and we also do a a ton of fundraising um and we have really tried to to move with the with the times of of the world and change how we fundraise like we're not really doing the typical volunteer fire department pancake breakfast and <laughs> right. stuff like that that everybody thinks. Like right. we do all different kinds of things to to generate money, and our budget uh, is probably half of our revenue that comes in is through fundraising. Um, and it's actually it's all stuff that it's not bad to to work. It we've got it so figured out to where four or five hours for an event we can all hang out together still run fire calls and our other membership that is not that are not active members they take this with great pride and so that's how they get the uh we get a majority of our money so we're not really i don't want to sound overzealous but we're not really tight for money Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're not we don't really have large budget constraints um, so like each year we send four people out to FDIC fully paid for, um, we do, uh, live house burns when, when houses get donated to the fire department, we do live burns in those, um, we do, we'll send people to, to a class. They, if they see it posted somewhere, we'll send them and pay for it. Um, and then we also host classes at Hollywood. Um, like I think we're getting ready to do a a big rig extrication class um, in the spring, um, and then we also do uh, in house classes. So for a member to ride the engine companies, they are required to have firefighter one CPR stuff like that, and stuff that you get through your regional or state training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we required for a long time uh, for the ladder truck to have truck company operations and then for the rescue squad vehicle machinery and site ops, which is a basic rope rescue class. Um, but those, those classes have been so hard to come by for us. So we were actually able to, uh, get together and develop a, a truck company class and a rescue company class that are, they're both about, I think the truck class is like two and a half weeks long. And the rescue class is about a month long. Um, and it works really, really well for us because they're getting the the members are getting the skills and knowledge um, of the uh, of the skills that they need to that they'll need to do. And they'll see they can use it other places, but they're also getting it and they're being taught our equipment in our way. Um, so you're not being taught how to do something one way and then have to relearn it to get it to coordinate with the equipment that we care. Okay. Uh, so that has worked really well for us. And obviously that takes, that takes money too, for all the, the props and the training and stuff like that. So like I said, we're very, we're very lucky that we don't have huge budget constraints. Um, so we can kind of do what we want when it comes to training and our membership and our, uh, administrative leaders of the department, they are hundred percent all in on, on the mission. Um, and the focus of the fire department being operations. So 
basically whatever operations wants operations gets within reason. Um, and I know that's not common in a lot of departments because there's normally a admin side and an operation side and they butt heads back and forth a lot in a volunteer fire department. But luckily ours is all on the same page. And so it works really, really well for us. Okay. All right. Um, do for, for Hollywood, do you have like a, a, I don't want to call it like a probie book or is, is there a, a task book that each member needs to do in order to be able to, uh, to ride the race? Cause I know like certain areas, uh, if, if I'm new and, Hollywood gets a call and it's for the ladder. Most of the time I can't just jump on a ladder. I have to Correct. get, you have to be checked off. Is that how that works? You have to be checked off on uh, each piece specifically. Um, and we have a task book for, for each piece of apparatus. And one of the things when we develop these, these classes that we teach in house, um, it's made very clear and aware that, we're going to do the skills in the class that are required in your book, but we're not signing your book off just because you do it in the class. Like we're teaching you how to do it. You need to come back and demonstrate that you actually know how to do it. Okay. okay. So that's, uh, that's the process that we use. Okay. Is there a set time frame that the person is expected to, or allowed to complete it before? Or like, let's say you have a, you have a gung ho jam up, uh, individual that 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 wants to be good at this so uh is is he or she restricted to a certain time there is no uh no restriction um normally and it's a it's a case by case basis um because it doesn't matter whether you are 16 years old or you're 56 years old and you came from another department you have to go through the the task books um now, obviously, somebody that comes in that has the experience, they're going to accelerate through it a lot faster um, than than somebody new. Um, and we try to do a good job coordinating with all of the officers that are in charge of each piece. Um, say somebody, say yourself comes in and joins Hollywood Fire Department. Um, you go through your engine book and you're you're squared away on the engine book. And now you want to get to the rescue squad, right? rescue squad has a task in there must throw a 24 foot ground ladder well you already did that on the engine company so you're you're good to go so but somebody that doesn't have that experience they're going to go through that that process and so it really it might sound bad but it flows really well for us and, and works really well okay yeah i mean because that's one of those things you know most volunteer agencies once you once you're on the department and you get a call you can ride whatever trucks available that's going out the door but i noticed um, uh, departments in, in, in your area and the area around you, like there's, there's rookie task books or, or checkoff books that you have to, um, get in order to ride a truck. Um, how does being checked off to drive work? Is it the same way for each apparatus or, or is each apparatus different? Yep. So the, uh, there's a task book for each apparatus. Um, the engine company task book is the same. Um, because the skills are the same, the, the rigs are a little bit different, um, but the skills remain the same. So that's basically what they, what they have to go through. And there is a, a task book for, for each piece. Okay. Okay. Um, one question I did want to ask you as well. Uh, I, how did the whole, uh, 
they're they're called emergency nexus. I've seen them in in, in lots of areas where they show kind of showcase uh, you guys running calls, running specific calls, whether it's uh, pulling a handline, throwing ladders, doing extrication. Uh, did they contact you uh, in, they in in order to to develop it? Okay, they did. Okay, um, they're they're great people. Um, they do they do excellent work. They um they create excellent recruitment videos if that's kind of what you're looking for um super nice they basically they come they hang out um they just ride on calls as observers um they have a bunch of cameras and take pictures and um we will we're in pretty constant contact with them um and so like if we get a good like live burn drill house or something like that we'll invite them down and they'll come video it and stuff like that um, and it actually helped out on one of our training burns that they came down from. We were able to um, use their video that they saw and were actually able to take a piece of it and show a certain part of fire behavior um, as an example for one of our one of our training classes. Um, so there's there's a little bit of benefit to to both things on the recruitment and the, the training side of it. OK. OK. Um, and my last question for you Um if anybody wants to get a hold of yourself or your department at re regarding volunteers or just doing a ride along program to see if this is exactly what they want to do, how would they go about doing that? So there's a couple of different ways that they could go about it. Um, they could go to our Facebook page um, and you can send a message and somebody always replies within a couple hours uh, to that. Or you can go to our website at www.hvfd7.com. Um, you can check out our website. Uh, there's a link on there if you wanted to join uh, under membership. Um, and you just would fill out the application. Or you can check us out on, on YouTube, like you said earlier in the video. Okay. All right. Uh, Tyler, I, I appreciate having you come on, uh, accepting the invite to come and talk shop with me. Uh, it's very informative because I mean, I always wanted to know how, uh, Hollywood does things. I now learn how Arlington does certain, certain things regarding their staffing and their, 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 um, their PDAs and, you know, the way they strategize which trucks run what calls. So, um, I just want to say thank you, man, for, for accepting my invite. Thank you for the for the invitation. I really really enjoyed uh, spending the time on here and getting to uh, getting to talk shop with you for a little while. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. And um, for if if any of your officers, your chiefs are listening, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it. Uh, low hose beds, clean yep. cl uh, clean lines, man. I mean, all that. Uh, I got a buddy from St. Mary's that works in my department, and you could just tell like what was instilled there. He he tried or he, he's not trying, he's bringing it down here and little by little getting, yeah. getting some of these Southern dudes to be like, Oh, okay. I get it. I, I get why you want to do this and do that. So, um, yeah, we try I, to take it, try to take it up the road with us too. So I love the pride, man. Uh, so, so keep going and keep those year end review videos coming, pal. We'll do. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. If any of the listeners out there are, or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.